Tonight on Truth Today, we're going to be discussing, is the Constitution dead? Has the Constitution been terminated? And are we preparing to go back under martial law? Something that I've been arguing about and arguing for since 2020, that under COVID emergencies, we have been under martial law. We have a special guest tonight, my good friend Leo Holman, journalist Leo Holman will be with us. You don't want to miss our conversation, plus Trump arraignment tonight in Fulton County, Georgia. We'll be discussing that as well, breaking news, that and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us here tonight on Truth Today. Pastor Sharam Haiti with Truth and Love Ministry. We're so glad you can be with us tonight. Um, we are... Um, we, we got a lot going on, uh, breaking news tonight, of course. Uh, we'll be covering the story of President Trump's uh, another indictment, another uh, political, uh, as he calls it, witch hunt, another political stunt, weaponization. We'll be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the uh, coming lockdowns, the COVID hysteria 2.0, Again, with my guest, Leo Holman, just a, just a couple of minutes. But I want to start, folks, uh, remind you, uh, please, uh, when you go to our Rumble page, rumble.com slash Ramhadian, we'll bring it up here, rumble.com slash Ramhadian, please uh, like that page. So if you actually like it or, uh, I guess, subscribe to it, that it'll give you notifications when we upload our content and then also share that those videos. We, we've got a lot of good interviews that we've done recently. Uh, I had the interview with Pastor Arthur Pulowski, uh, Alex Newman. Um, we had a great interview with my friend out of Minnesota on, on, on recovery uh, as, as an addict. It's just a great lot of good stuff that we have. But uh, you definitely want to go back and watch our show from uh, Tuesday on the COVID lockdowns. And, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to start in the, in the Word of God because I want to speak to the condition of this nation and the condition of God's people throughout the earth. Um, it, it's, it's incredible that in one sense, folks, we're back in this place of having to even think about the government coming to shut us down again, the government coming to enforce these absolutely tyrannical, unscientific, unconstitutional, immoral uh, edicts, whether it's mask mandates or force boosting, or you're gonna lose your job or you can't travel, uh, and of course, we know the global agenda is ramping up with the imposition of digital currency, digital ID. Uh, I, I said to you on Tuesday, I believe all of this is ramping up for what's going to be happening in the United Nations um, uh, in September at the UN with regards to um, the um, element of accelerating Agenda 2030, accelerating sustainable development. And also, some of this is about the elections. And, and we'll, again, we'll talk about that. I actually watched some of the, a good chunk of the, of, of the Republican debate, the first debate last night. Um, and we are, uh, you know, it was very interesting. We'll talk about that. But I want to just go to um, Old Testament prophet, the book of Habakkuk, chapter one. We always start in the Bible and um, I want to go to chapter 1, verse 4. And the prophet in the Old Testament is speaking to the condition of the nation. And why do we see such craziness going on in our nation? For the first time in the history of our nation, they have just absolutely weaponized the Justice, the Justice Department against a former president. Um, it's it just, uh, everything is unprecedented, and, and yet it seems like there is no equal justice. And then on top of that, we have not been able to curb the powers that were given unconstitutionally to these governors, to these executive branches of our, of our government, to, to enact one decree, one uh, dictate after another, acting as if they're kings. And really nothing was done to curb those powers and we fully anticipate they're coming back this fall, uh, just in time again for 2024, uh, we see the fact that we have a criminal as a president who is treasonous, his family uh, are criminal, and yet there's no justice. Why? Well, Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 4 says, Therefore the law 
is powerless and justice never goes forth. Why? For the wicked surround the righteous, therefore perverse judgment proceeds. And I want to read that one more time to you. Therefore, the law is powerless. Is that, is that what we see in our nation, right? We feel that the law is powerless for those who are lawful, for those who are actually obeying the law, for us who want to actually follow our constitution, follow our laws, the law is powerless for us and justice never goes forth for the just, but it goes forth for the unjust. It's not really justice, right? It's a perversion of justice. Why? For the wicked surround the righteous, therefore perverse judgment proceeds. You have perverse justice. You have wicked form of justice. It's a false justice. And then there's all the Christians out there that will say, or the pastors out there will say, listen, no, 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 you know, our job is to submit to the government because Romans 13 says that, you know, submit to the governing authorities, which if you, if you watch my presentation, uh, Dry, I don't know if we, did we, did we get the image for it, the uh, battle between uh, God and government, um, that the, yeah, I, I don't think you, you got the image yet. Uh, so remember, I have a brand new presentation called the battle uh, between obeying God versus government. And this goes into Romans 13, I go into 1 Peter 2, I go into at least 10 different examples from the Bible of how God blessed his people when they were faithful and obeyed him rather than um, evil kings, evil, evil uh, rulers. And Romans 13 is, is actually very clear in verse 3. The trigger of Romans 13 is actually verse 3 because we presume that the only magistrate or, or ruler that God has has put forth is, is government, but that's not the case. In fact, I argue there's four magistrates. There's the magistrate of self, because I am self-governed. Then there's the magistrate of the family, father and mother. That's a, a, a set of rulers or magistrates that God created and, and instituted. Then there's the magistrate of the church, the ecclesia, the civil, the, the, uh, uh, the, the ecclesiastical authority, the biblical authority. And then finally, the fourth is the civil authority. So I argue that there's actually four authorities that God has instituted, four rulers. And so it's not just one, because the, 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 the original language in the Greek, the word there for governing authority is the, 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 the Greek word hyperecho exousia, meaning a delegated authority by the highest authority. The word hyperecho means the highest authority, not governing authority, but the highest authority, which the King James Version gets correct by saying the higher power. It's the only translation that even comes close to being able to um, get that right. So um, it is imperative that, um, Dry, make sure you get the right one, uh, not the one with the address on it, that it's imperative that we have a, a proper perspective. And Romans 13, 3 is where it gives you that perspective because it says this, for rulers, remember all those rulers that I just mentioned, not just government, but the, the, the four categories of rulers, self, family, church, and civil, the, the rulers are subject, right? They're subject for they're not to be a terror to good works, but to evil. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same. So verse three is the trigger. And in preparation for all that's coming, folks, in preparation for the fact that, that if truly our constitution has been suspended or it's, it's actually even dead, if that is the case, and I heard ad nauseum last night during the Republican debates about how, you know, we are here to defend the Constitution. We're here to defend the Constitution. All these Republicans that did nothing, did nothing to defend the Constitution. They've done nothing to defend the rule of law. They did nothing during COVID, and Pence was the worst of them. He was the most turnkey in that debate last night. They did nothing. In fact, they worked against it. So in this brand new presentation that I have that is called The Battle between obeying God versus government, you see on the screen there. This one, I, I go into verse three, that the trigger is that those rulers are supposed to do good works, not evil. The moment these rulers, any ruler, whether it's in the mom and dad or the church or a government, the moment they commit acts of evil, it is absolutely a duty to then reject them resist them, not comply with them, 
and to obey God. So as we prepare for what's coming, and, with, and, and just in a minute, we're going to bring our guest on, as we prepare for what's coming, understand the reason we have perverse judgment, the reason we have lawlessness, the reason justice does not go forth, because we, the church, have allowed wicked people to be in government, and then we have wicked people in the church that are telling us we need to obey the government no matter what. In vi clear violation of Scripture, as I've just tried to show you, that we must be a terror to evil and not to good works. And when government has con conflated that and, and, and flipped that around and now what is good is evil and what is evil is good, we must obey God 100% of the time without fail, no matter what the cost. And so we're preparing you for what's coming, folks. We're pre preparing you, body of Christ, for what is coming this fall that we've been warning about and warning about and warning about that it's going to come back. And I said Tuesday that I, I predict that if they get to a shutdown mode, that maybe not 90%, but easily 80% of the churches in America will shut down again, will mask up again, will take temperatures again, will contact trace again. They'll do everything they're commanded to do by the government because they will have a false understanding of obedience and authority. So um, I'm excited to bring on my, my, uh, my guest tonight, my good friend, Leo Holman. Leo, uh, if you could unmute your mic. And um, I, wanna, I wanted to bring Leo on because right after I uh, did the show on Tuesday, uh, I saw that Rio, Leo wrote a great article. Uh, I posted it to my Facebook page, Leo, but, you know, I'm so shadow banned that uh, barely yeah. anybody sees it. So I tried to share it out there. <laughs> I, I wanted to get it out there. I, I put the link. But, uh, and, and Jariah, let's, um, well, actually, Leo, uh, first of all, thank you again for being on the, on the program with us tonight. I, I so appreciate it. Uh, how, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, uh, Sharam. Thanks for having me back on. Man, it's awesome. I, I know you were telling me before, it, it's pretty hot down here in the south. We've had some, yes. some uh, kind of a mid, uh, late summer or midsummer, I guess, heat wave. So uh, I pray you guys are safe down there. Uh, I know later I want to talk to you about Trump because you're in Georgia. You're in the state of Georgia. Uh, the big news tonight is that Trump is supposed to be turning himself in at the Fulton, Fulton County Jail. And so I want to get updates on that. But uh, before we do that, I want to bring up your article, Dry, if we can bring up the article, uh, no, not that one, uh, there we go. What we learned, go ahead, please. Uh, he, so here's the article, folks. What we learned from the first round of COVID hysteria, uh, COVID hysteria, will you be fooled again? And I wanna uh, just keep it up there for a second, folks. Listen to what he says here, because the very first line of this article is the brilliant constitutional attorney, John Whitehead, has argued that the United States Constitution has, quote, effectively been terminated terminated and go ahead let's go back to leo um, leo that's what really got my attention about this article was that um you know alex alex jones and some others broke uh, you know some whistleblowers that the uh the old biden uh, you know as i joke i, I call it the old biden but you know the biden administration uh has already put into plans you know, there are systematic lockdowns for this fall. Uh, tell us about this article. Tell us why you wrote it. And then specifically, why focusing on what John Whitehead wrote? And, and I want to highlight his article that you, then you linked in your article. Please go ahead. Uh, yeah, John Whitehead has been around forever. He's one of the most storied constitutional attorneys uh, that we have in America, he's he's now in his I think early 80s, maybe even mid 80s. Uh, he's argued multiple multiple cases before the Supreme Court, won a bunch of cases. So I mean, this is not just any lawyer fresh out of law school who's telling us this. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's the founder of the Rutherford Institute in Charlottesville, mm. Virginia. And uh, John came out with a article in on December 6th. 2022, so about seven months ago, okay, uh, in which he argued and made the case that the U.S. Constitution is has been terminated. Wow! And uh, then he came out just recently, a couple weeks ago, on July 20, July 31st, the last day of July, 
in an interview with CBN News, and he said it again. After mulling it over for seven, eight months, he was interviewed by CBN News, and he said, the Constitution has been effectively terminated, quote-unquote. And uh, I encourage people to click on that link in my article and watch that uh, clip from CBN News because it's super interesting. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, that we can vote our way out of this thing, Sharam. Uh, if the Constitution has been terminated or effectively terminated, I don't think that's going to happen. Because right. what happened was we had a coup, uh, a coup d'etat. And what is a coup? It is nothing more than an illegitimate transfer of power. Mm. An illegitimate transfer of power, meaning it did not go through the normal processes, whether it be democratic processes or whatever processes that a given nation has in place. A coup plotter bypasses those and installs itself. The coup plotters install themselves into power. And when that happens, I think it would be extremely naive of us to think that those people who have come into power illegitimately would somehow allow themselves to be voted out. And how are they going to avoid that? They're going to do it with a new round of mandates and lockdowns and with this charade of prosecuting President Trump. Uh, I think both of those things, a new pandemic f scare tactic, putting out all kinds of fear porn like they did last time, maybe even worse this time, mm -hmm. uh, while simultaneously prosecuting, their, whether you like Trump or not, okay, and, and I have been one who's actually criticized Trump a lot. You know that, Sharon. Right, yes. Yes, but both whether of us. or both not, no matter how you feel about Trump, you may even be a Democrat. You have to realize that we are entering uncharted territory mm. when one party decides that it is going to prosecute its number one political challenger. And that is by all the polls right now, President Trump, former President Trump. Uh, and so. This is really going to be interesting to see what happens with this combination of, of, of COVID uh, 2.0 and the prosecution of the leading political challenger to the, uh, the, the entity that has illegitimate, illegitimately installed itself in Washington. And what they're sending, the message they're sending with all of this, uh, Sharam, is that we have now become a one-party state. Mm, mm. Anyone who challenges that will be treated as we are treating this gentleman over here, Donald J. Trump, who right. is, if they can do this to him, they can 10 times, a million times more easily do it to us. And so, uh, because people are prosecuted every day in this country for whatever cause, just or unjust. We've seen uh, little old ladies uh, have their doors knocked down and arrested because they were praying outside of abortion clinics, right? right. And, so, and, and that got no coverage in the mainstream media. It was only covered by sites like, you know, uh, LifeSite News and LifeNews.com and, and some other Christian sites. Uh, it got, it was, it, as far as the average person who doesn't look at those sites knows, that never happened, okay? If a tree falls in the woods and there's nobody there to hear it, did it really happen? Right. And so that's what we're talking about here. Someone like uh, an average Joe can be persecuted a million times easier than Donald J. Trump because he has access to the best lawyers. Everybody knows who he is. He has a huge audience. He has a huge political following. Uh, and so... The only thing, the only reason I can see why they would do this to their number one political opposition challenger would be to send that message to the American people as blatantly as they can without actually saying it. Right. We are now, we are now America, the one party state. That's right. That's right.
that I, 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 I agree with you 100%. I'm, gl I'm glad you said it that um, we are, you know, we are in a coup uh, because I, I've been um, talking about that. You know, I, I, I had had a, uh, right after 2020, I, I put together a, a PowerPoint where I had been talking about the similarities between what I saw in Iran uh, ah. After the you know the coup there in 1979 and here in America and there were so many similarities and there's so many parallels it was just unbelievable once I began to look at it um, but in the article that you cited from John Whitehead there there's a there, there there's I think nine or ten reasons I want to quickly just read the just the the headlight the the headlines of each of these things. And then if there's any of them that you want to discuss, plus I want to, I do want to discuss uh, some of the points that you make in your article about some of the areas that you see that have been absolutely um, upended uh, in regards to- Yeah, I, I to guess if I could say one thing to introduce yeah. these, these eight or nine bullet points, I say in there that once the constitution had been terminated, all of the other safeguards in society, American society fell like dominoes because the Constitution is uh, the number one biggest safeguard that we have of our uh, inalienable rights and freedoms in this country. So That's once right. you have bypassed the Constitution, as John Whitehead, the great uh, constitutional scholar, argues we have done, uh, then all of the other safeguards, I mean, it's the same principle as what I was saying. If you can, if you can uh, uh, delete the presence and the political clout of the country's uh, most visible politician, Donald Trump, then it's a million times easier to delete the voice and silence uh, all of the little people. Well, it's the same thing here. If you can delete the Constitution uh, and the Bill of Rights, then all of the other safeguards that we have in society uh, here in America will fall like dominoes. Right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and he, he makes the argument, uh, the very first point that he makes is something that I said out of the gates when, when they were about to impose, uh, you know, the so-called pandemic the first time, which was that the moment that they declare a state of emergency, what they're really doing is enacting martial law. And that's one of the first things he says. He says, he says we are in the grip of martial law. Then he says, we are in the government's crosshairs. Uh, folks, this is a link from Leo's article. So if you go to Leo's article, you click that first link uh, for the article from the Rutherford Institute, or if you want to click the second link to the CBN interview. Uh, he says, then we are no longer safe in our homes. We have no real freedom of speech. We have no real privacy. We are losing our right to bodily privacy and integrity. Uh, and, and that's going to be obviously evident again in COVID 2.0, lockdowns 2.0, because uh, my body, my choice. Nope, nope, no, not during COVID, not during a pandemic. You want to murder your baby? Yeah, your body, your choice. But if you want to not wear a mask and not take a shot to kill yourself, then, uh, then not your body. Uh, he goes on to say, we no longer have a right to private property. We have no due process. We are, we know, we are no longer presumed innocent. That's like what you're talking about with the FBI, FBI rating uh, pro-life activists, you know, with SWAT teams and, and 20, 30 members of the FBI SWAT team. Uh, we have lost the right to be anonymous and move about freely. We no longer have a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. We have no guardians of justice, and we have been saddled with a dictator for life. Wow. I mean, this is almost ah. like, Leo, this is almost like, like when I'm reading this, I'm reading the Declaration of Independence. I'm reading those 27 grievances that were listed by our founders as, as to the reasons that it compels us to separate, the reasons why we can no longer submit to you, the reasons that we have to obey the very laws of nature and nature's God. It almost reads like that. It's very powerful how he's listing, hey, folks, here's the long train of abuses. Here's evidence why we believe there is no constitution governing this nation again. Uh, what say to you that to that? And then also, maybe you can cover some of the points that you make in your article, including with shattering the image of medical doctors. Yeah, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head, Sharam, when you said, we can no longer submit to you. Mm. Uh, 
according to Romans 13, which you laid out in your uh, opening monologue, uh, there are certain boundaries under which all of these different authorities in society uh, uh, are allowed to operate. And when the government, which is one of the authorities, steps outside of those bounds and is no longer punishing the wicked and rewarding the law-abiding, but flips that around and punishes the law-abiding while rewarding the wicked, then they have stepped outside of their boundaries, their boundaries of authority, and we are to no longer submit to them. Uh, and that that's really what the mark of the beast is going to be all about as we move forward. Who are you going to submit to? As the government becomes more and more obviously evil, okay, are you going to continue to submit to that when it orders you to do, to join them in its wickedness, mm, mm. to join them in their wickedness? Are you going to submit to that or are you going to submit to the higher moral authority which supersedes it when it walks outside of its boundaries, okay? Amen. And so... Uh, yeah, and so I went down the list of all these different safeguards, these these people in authority that we thought we could trust, and that and who we have in many cases trusted uh, uh, for you know 240 some years here in America, and 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 gave a brief synopsis of as to how they failed us, and in some cases they more than failed us; they literally turned on us. Uh, and I start with the medical community uh, and how doctors had, for decades in this country, we placed them on a pedestal. Uh, they were almost like saints. We trusted every word that came out of their mouth. You know, they tell us to ingest a certain medicine. We don't even know what it is, but we take it, right? Oh, this is going to help your blood pressure or this is going to, uh, you know, help your heart or, uh, you know, we're not scientists. And so we trusted them <clears throat> implicitly in many cases. That's I, right. I always had a, a, even before COVID, I was starting to have more of a healthy skepticism on some of what my doctor was telling me. Uh, for instance, he told me to uh, go on a certain medication, a statin, because my, uh, you know, my cholesterol was too high. Well, I researched statin and found out they have all of these hor horrific side effects, including, you know, uh, advanced dementia if you take them too long and uh, muscle problems and all kinds of bad. So I said, no, doc, thanks anyway. I will just, you know, try to eat better and exercise more. But then with COVID, it became even more obvious. Uh, putting people on ventilators and prescribing remdesivir when, which killed thousands of Americans. That's right. With COVID, right. when they had drugs like uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which if administered soon enough, instead of waiting till people are, you know, with these acute symptoms and, and practically dying of a pneumonia, and that's what they did. Unless you were had acute symptoms, they sent you home and didn't treat you. Right. And then once you got the acute symptoms, they said, okay, you can, uh, we'll admit you to the hospital now and we'll give you this remdesivir, uh, which is a very dangerous drug, and we're going to put you on a ventilator. 80% of people who got that treatment died. That's right. That's right. Leo, I was just, uh, real quick, I was just in Wisconsin. Uh, I told my audience uh, last week, I was just in Wisconsin on the 12th of August. Uh, at a pro-life conference, but this pro-life conference wasn't just dealing with the issue of abortion, it was dealing with the issue of hospital murders. And, and I listened to seven, seven widows, seven women who their husbands were murdered by the hospital system all around the same time that the hospital system almost murdered my wife and my baby girl had uh, I not had that knowledge and the fortitude by the Lord to stand up to them. And it was just, Oh, it was just grieving, grieving to hear um, the, the cruelty, the, the, the evil that they committed, not allowing advocacy, not allowing. So like you said, you're talking about this setting up and uh, absolutely learning that our medical doctors 
have been turncoats, the majority, sellouts, the majority, the medical profession, the American Medical Association, which we knew um, is so corrupt, the system is so corrupt, which is why we need courageous doctors and courageous nurses and courageous uh, uh, naturopaths and, and, and compound pharmacists and holistic integrative people uh, so that, um, you know, uh, when we go, and I can't f find a good cardi cardiologist down here in Tennessee because every single one I go to, it's statin, 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 like you, you know, so it, it's there. Um, so we, we, we gotta be aware and like as bad as it was in 2021, 2020, um, what is it gonna be like this fall with the hospitals? Because by the way, um, they, uh, remdesivir folks, don't get, don't get duped. Uh, they're going by, I think it's, is it Plaxovid? I'm gonna look that up. I believe it's now Plaxovid, yeah. which is the new name uh, for remdesivir. And um, the, 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 um, the mentality now, I, I can't even imagine now what it's going to be like to go into the hospitals, God forbid. Um, uh, Leo, go to the next one if you could. After yeah. this, you take on, you talk about the Nuremberg Court, co uh, yeah. Code. This is, this is yet another thing that this was another uh, backstop, another uh, safety net that we learned has been rendered uh, null and void during COVID, the Nuremberg Code. This came out of World War II, and it guaranteed that all citizens around the world had the right to informed consent before taking any new or experimental medical treatment. Uh, this was, you know, in light of what happened in Nazi Germany with Dr. Mengele and all of the horrific medical experience uh, experiments that he was conducting on Jews and other undesirables in uh, German society. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the Nuremberg Code was embedded into uh, our national laws. But we found out during COVID that it was bypassed. Mm -hmm. How was it bypassed? By putting the, uh, the entire COVID response under emergency That's right. measures with the military. That's okay? right. And so they were able to bypass the Nuremberg Code. The next thing on my list was we learned that the spiritual integrity of most oh. of our church leaders was had been terminated. Wow. Uh, you know, and I give some examples. Highly respected people like Franklin Graham, Robert Jeffress, uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network, they were all daily promoting these jabs. Yeah and criticizing people who were uh, uh, putting out cautionary warnings about the jabs. And of yeah. course, Pope Francis, Pope Francis was one of the leaders of this globally. Um, he said right. that it was immoral and it was our duty to take these jabs as Christians. Otherwise yeah. you were an immoral person. You didn't care about your neighbor. Uh, and, and just, they said horrible things about us. Um, uh, Leo, real quick, uh, in case people are wondering, about some of the other people on that list. Uh, Franklin Graham is the, it was, was at the height of COVID, came out, uh, because I don't even know how much money Samaritan's Purse was getting because they talk about the fact that, uh, you know, they, they, they were doing it as a ministry, but we know that a lot of government money was being thrown around for equipment and tents and manpower yeah. But then he's the one who came out and said that Jesus would be all in for vaccines and would want you to get the vaccines. Robert Jeffers came out uh, very much against religious exemptions. He, he claimed that uh, no Christian has a right to have a religious exemption from COVID vaccines, because if you do, you shouldn't be taking aspirin or whatever he said. I think it was Wicked. aspirin. Wicked. Yeah. yeah. And so this is some of what you're talking about uh, in, in, in the aspect. And of course, 90 percent of churches in America shut down for prolonged periods of time. Uh, many, many, uh, more than 50% uh, forcing masking, forcing temperature taking, forcing uh, segregation and um, contact tracing, contact tracing, turning your information over to the government. Yes. What are we, in Nazi Germany? Yeah, that, that was even worse than Nazi Germany because they had 
this uh, uh, very uh, Nazi Germany, let's just say, would have loved to have had this technology that they had at their disposal, uh, where you have an app on your phone and it's able to track your movement everywhere you go. Uh, it flashes green when you go into a restaurant to show that you're up to date on your shots. Mm. It flashes red if you're not up to date on your shots and you're ushered out of the building. Okay, this is pure fascism with uh, businesses cooperating hand in glove with the government to persecute people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that was a, another institution that failed us, the church. The next on my list is the military. All of these institutions are just rotting from within. Um, the military it was placed over Operation Warp Speed by Donald Trump, President Trump. One of the things that I have criticized him for is this move to uh, uh, use the military to develop and distribute these vaccines. Um, and then Biden got in office and he opened the permanent office, permanent Office of Pandemic Preparedness and Response. And what did he do? He put it, that permanent office, under the military and named a retired Air Force general uh, to head it up. This was uh, done just last month in July. Uh, so he already uh, knew that uh, round two of COVID was coming, even though he had declared COVID conquered. Uh, now he's got this permanent office of pandemic preparedness and response, and it will be used, mark my words, to persecute us. So Leo, this, this, this office that you mentioned was, was, was put in last month yes. as a permanent part of the, of, of the administrative branch. And like you said, under the military, uh, the timing of this is absolutely incredible when you look at that, then the uh, whistleblowers who have come from the TSA, from Border uh, border uh, Patrol, uh, that there is going to be lockdowns 2.0. Again, folks, if you didn't get a chance to watch our show from Tuesday, we did a show called Lockdown 2.0. We'll put the image on the screen here. And this is where we were uh, going through kind of the systematic steps of what they're talking about with um, initially uh, forcing the federal employee employees uh, to start masking by mid-September, they're saying. Uh, then by mid-October, they're going to try to impose on airplanes again, uh, or actually on, on all transportation, I heard. Um, then potentially by November, looking at lockdowns as they hype up and ramp up the cases. And yet most of the cases are coming in the vaccinated or hyper-vaccinated, you know, multiple vaccines for, for COVID. So um, what do you see? Again, wouldn't that communicate? Wouldn't that be the evidence that we are in martial law. I mean, when we talk about a standing army, isn't that what, um, uh, uh, sorry, I forgot the lawyer's name here, uh, Whitehead? Uh, John Whitehead. John yeah. Whitehead. Isn't that what he's asserting, that we are under martial law? Is that when you have the United States military uh, operating on U.S. soil, um, I mean, how do they get away with this? Is it just because it's, it's quote unquote, an emergency? Yes, yes, there was emergency laws passed by Congress uh, during the, I believe it was around 2004 or five by the George W. Bush administration. He signed mm. the laws that set the table for these emergency powers. Um, and uh, it gets worse. Uh, there is an, a video that I would like everyone to watch. I just put it in the chat. I don't know if everyone can see it or not. But Natalie uh, no, Winters... Yeah, um, what's the, uh, uh, maybe uh, text me the link, if you can text me the link, and then I'll see if I can have uh, my son put it up on the screen. We can bring you up and put it on the screen if you want to, um, can you do that? Can you capture it or no? I don't know, but it's a, okay. it's a video of Natalie Winters, who is an investigative repo reporter for uh, Steve Man Bannon's War Room okay. uh, podcast, and she put out an article today that uh, shows that Alex Jones was exactly right in his warning about this coming, this coming uh, lockdown and mandate scenario. Mm -hmm. She's got the receipts. She found that the uh, U.S. federal government has dozens of contracts with private 
companies uh, to uh, uh, enact and enforce pandemic-era health and safety protocols. And these contracts, which are mostly with the U.S. military, run from mid-September. They start, many of them, in mid-September and October, and they don't end until 2028. Wow. To enforce... Uh, COVID health and safety protocols. Um, and she talks about it in the interview with Steve Bannon in that video that I just sent you. Okay. Uh, if you can, I don't know if you, I can't get it on my phone real quick, but. That's okay. So is, is, um, is the video on his, was it on, on YouTube? Was it, uh, was it on? It's on Rumble. It's on Rumble. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can, we can. Look it up. But uh, what was the name again? Natalie? Lin Natalie Winters. Natalie Winters. Maybe dry. Can you look up on Rumble and see if you can, if we can get that before the show's over? But uh, wow. Okay, hold on. So, so this, this is breaking. This is breaking. This is, this is huge because yes. you're saying, because um, Jones didn't necessarily have the extent of how long this was going to happen. He just had sort of the, the, the initial breakdown, we know we're going into 2024. We know that they're planning on other uh, potential quote-unquote bioweapons like Sears and other things that they're, they're looking at 2025. They've been wargaming things. But now with this permanent, again, you're saying permanent office of pandemic preparedness and response, um, now... With DARPA, you said with DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, the secret arm of the U.S. military, they are planning to roll out uh, systematic, I mean, it, it, is this, how does this align, Leo, with the acceleration of the globalist agenda? It's got to align, right? It's got to align with the acceleration uh, of what, as I said, they're, they're talking about in the UN this September, which is that they talked about that this September, they have to have the conversation about how to accelerate Agenda 2030, how to accelerate their globalist plans, their sustainable development goals. Um, and obviously we're going into, as you've covered uh, extensively, we're going into next spring with the vote on uh, the pandemic accord at the World Health. I mean, is this all connected? Yes, it absolutely is, Sharam. Great question. Uh, because, uh, you know, as the, the pandemic fear and panic gets cranked up again, what happens? You've got more pressure for people to get these digitized apps on their phones to track and trace their movement uh, there and to check if they're up to date on their shots, uh, which they can then be prevented from traveling. Right. Mm -hmm. And they can be con even prevented from moving about within their own community. Uh, and uh, it is part of Agenda 2030 to uh, uh, Agenda 2030 Sustainable Development Goal 16.9 is to have every human being on the planet registered. Mm. And, and what do they mean by that? They want to register you with a digital biometric digital ID a global biometric digital ID for every human being. And then they can monitor your movement and track you like a dog, okay? Uh, you don't need to be chipped. People think we need to be chipped. No. Uh, all you need is to be forced to take one of these apps on your phone, uh, and now your biometric data is in the system and they can use facial ID software, facial identification software where, and to track you wherever you go in real time. We have cameras set up all over that people aren't even aware of practically on every street corner in some cities, just like in China. The only thing that hasn't happened yet, and I think that coming uh, pandemic lockdown will be where they engage this, Sharam. The only thing different between us and China is that we haven't fully weaponized our surveillance grid. We have it in place with 5G and all these cameras and, and speakers and uh, facial recognition scanners. We have all that just like China at our airports and most of our cities. 
The only thing waiting now is to weaponize it and implement a social credit scoring system like they have in China. And this coming lockdown could be the mean, the means through which they do it. Because they're they're going to have to they're going to have to have this lockdown be more intense than the last one, right? I mean, it has to be because if it's not, people are going to ignore it, right? I mean, it, right. If it's if it's uh, um, if it's if it's um, not mandatory, not compulsory, if if it's voluntary, uh, most people are going to go. You know, look, we've been down this road before. I'm not falling for this again. Right. So not only do they have to come with force, but much worse, much harder try to kill us off more. And as you said, everybody is so uh, attached to their phone. Uh, people don't know uh, what to do with it. Oh, I don't know what to do with my phone. In fact, this Saturday, uh, we're doing uh, here in our area, we're doing this digital privacy boot camp where we're trying to encourage people to either get some new phones that are not, uh, you know, Google, uh, all the stuff. I don't know all the technology, but this guy's coming in to to show us either how to debug your phone as best as you can. And he was telling me that iPhones, there's no hope for iPhones. If you have an Android, that you have a better chance of, of being able to get rid of a lot of the stuff that tracks you. But with uh, uh, iPhone, it's, it's, there's no chance. It, it, it's so proprietary that you have to just get a different phone or a different, different, you know, different computer. But uh, so one more time, one more time, Leo, I wanna make sure we get this. So uh, Natalie Winters, um, was on ban, and now I, I see she's been on with him a bunch of times, and we're looking on Rumble. But what we'll do is uh, uh, we'll try to look for this. But you're saying that she had receipts, so yes. she found now, Alex Jones when he came out with this story a few days ago last week. He had gotten his information how by talking to an anonymous, a couple of anonymous sources within the TSA. Okay, which when you that's great, but when you're dealing with anonymous sources, people can still, you know, discredit it that report or poo-poo the report saying, Oh, you know, he's just making that up because he didn't name his sources, which I believed his story was true, but right. it's always more powerful if you can get documentation. And that's what Natalie Winters has done. She actually researched and I guess filed uh, freedom of information requests and got the contracts, copies of the contracts, where the U.S. government is contracting with private companies to, uh, to start uh, 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 implementing the whole COVID mandates and lockdowns and enforcement protocols. Wow, until 2028. Correct. Wow, so how important is it gonna be um, how important is it going to be? And, and, and just, just uh, I'm just going to do a quick recap of the list because I want to I want to get to Trump before we lose time. Uh, corporate America, you said, is corrupt. Uh, university system is. I mean, I, that, I think that's a given. Hopefully, people that's a given will yep. not uh, question that. Even even many Christian universities, you you talk about here, corporate America is so corrupt. We've seen this obviously with the wokeism. They destroyed small businesses, um, or you said they're complicit. Then the media, of course, wow. I mean, where do we start on the media? Uh, here we go again. The, the, I like what you said about, um, you know, kind of the, uh, what did you call it? The rape? Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. You, you said the, 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 the COVID porn, uh, where it's just, it, it's what people are addicted to. And I still yes. see in so many people that evil demonic fear. They're so afraid yes. of themselves. They're so afraid of everybody. Um, it, it's, just, it's just sickening. Uh, and, and, and for Christians. You know, Leo, this is one of the reasons why last year, Dry, uh, can you get that declaration of dependence rate? This is one of the reasons why last year we put out this document. I'm going to put it up on our site, folks. It's called Our Declaration of Dependence on God, tillministry.com slash declaration. Folks, go read this declaration. Go pray on it. Go sign it. We put out seven pledges, seven commitments so that Christians, Christian parents, business owners, uh, medical professionals, teachers, law enforcement, elected officials, and pastors would agree to not fall for this again and to know that immediately they have to have not only non-compliance, but protests, lawsuits, everything in our bag, everything that is our at our disposal along with the fact that we have to build alternative systems. We gotta build some parallel systems. I just did a show, Leo, 
couple of weeks ago that was uh, covering an article and a video about evidence that millions of Americans are, are already seceding by their lives, by their actions, by where they live, by pulling their kids out of the public schools, by um, moving from blue counties to red counties, uh, mul multiple states that have voted, counties, counties. Uh, I didn't even know this, I don't know if you know this, Oregon, half of their counties have now voted to secede and join Idaho. Yeah. Uh, but then they were talking about the need for parallel systems, parallel marketplace, economy, uh, uh, um, uh, media, communications, education, healthcare, And this is what we've been talking about, is that we got to be able to prepare community of believers, small uh, communities. And that's what I'm traveling around the country. I know you're advocating for this, is to prepare your home, prepare your family, um, Comment on that before we finish up with uh, breaking news on Trump today. Yeah, I mean, uh, finding a good doctor, it's still possible. You know, in my section on that article about the media, I think you'd be hard pressed to find an honest journalist who's still working in the mainstream media. I'm serious mm, about mm, that. Mm, right. Uh, they, uh, the, we are strictly left with the, the, the worst of the worst in the media. The, uh, the corrupt and the incompetent, okay? Uh, some are corrupt, some are just incompetent, and they take orders and just do what they're told. Uh, but, but there's no real uh, truthful, hard-to-edge reporting going on on the major issues of the day in the mainstream media. But in, in medical, the medical profession, you, it's still possible to find some, they're the minority, don't get me wrong, but it's still possible to find some honest doctors um, and so uh, I encourage people to do that. I encourage people to, to, to get out in front of this COVID lockdown thing. Yeah. Uh, go to your doctor now and say, you know what? If you're going to force me to wear a mask again like you did last time, I'm going to find a new doctor. Mm, amen. Uh, a mask while I'm waiting in the waiting room and, you know, just, you know, just crazy stuff. Um, uh, same with the businesses. You know, I remember restaurants where you would walk into a restaurant and they would require you to, some of them require you to put on a mask to walk to your table, Sharam. I and know. then once you got to your table, you could take it off. I now, know. what good did that do? I know. Um, you know well, we, because we didn't know, Leo, we didn't know how smart COVID was, right? We didn't know that COVID, you know, can kill you from, from the front door to the table. But at the table, right. you know, there's that magic bubble around you. And we didn't know that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so talk to your favorite restaurants. Talk to your bank. Talk to your favorite grocery store now. Now, go Amen. in and ask to the talk to the manager and say, you know what? I hear COVID's trying to make a comeback and all of the lock and all of the mandates and, and stupid procedures that uh, we went through in 2020 are, are coming back. Guess what? If you implement those here, I'm finding another place to shop. Amen. Amen. I'm finding another place to go to church. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. Yeah. Now you hit a nerve. <laughs> go yeah. talk to your pastor. Go right. talk to your church leadership now. Now. In fact, I was yeah. just texting with a friend of mine in Minnesota who was opining about their, her church, and, and, and that's exactly it. As I, was, I, was, I was preparing them. I'm like, listen, this is coming. And so as I said yeah. to you earlier in the show, and I covered on Tuesday, I, I, there may be a little bit of a better percentage of churches that won't fall for it, but I think it's still going to be well over 80% of these churches yeah. that if the government comes out in this way, uh, the likes of the Franklin Grahams and, and the Jeffers and, and the, you know, Pope Francis. And all, I mean, the likes of hey, all of hey, these. Like I said in the article, Sharam, yeah. not a one of those guys has repented that I know of. That's right. That's right. They never did. They, they're standing Fra by their Franklin statement. Graham even had a heart attack. And, I, and one of his, I believe, nieces had a heart attack. Uh, likely caused, we don't know for sure, obviously, but likely possibly caused by the jabs, okay? Right. And, and so it will be very interesting to see what he does if we have a new round of, of uh, 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 vaccine mandates. That's right. He, at, That's best, right. I, at best, I expect him to be quiet about it. Uh, 
I because I have not heard if he was going to repent, I think he would have done it by now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because they they were they were so deceived, uh, you know. But again, very quickly uh, to your article, the point is, folks, the point is that we are showing you evidence that the notion that we are living in the land of the free, that we're living in a constitutional republic, that notion is shattered, that notion is gone. The, 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 the Constitution is uh, at, at, at best suspended and at worst terminated, shattered, destroyed, uh, at, at, least, at least at the federal level and certainly in many states. Yeah. And though we have some, a very small percentage, I mean, look at McCarthy again, waffling on, 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 on the impeachment and waffling yes. on... You know, so these people, like you said, we, we, we are under one party rule, folks, and, and not to, as I said, I watched the debates last night and, and I like that Vivek guy. Uh, he, he was he was a I was selling Leo. He was a firebrand man. He was standing up to all these establishment, you know, because they were all like governor so and so, senator so and so. And then this Vivek guy that, you know, has no background. But uh, hey, yeah, even if he is just a lightning rod to be able to speak some things that nobody wants to say. Um, that is, is at least a light, uh, a, a ray of hope in that process. But if we think that we're going to have fair and free elections, come on. Folks. Oh, yeah. If, we, if they couldn't fix it. Leo, um, what's the update? Uh, have you heard anything on Trump? I, again, you said that they had pushed back the arraignment or the uh, what he's supposed to turn himself in. Yeah, to 7.30 now, okay? There's been people, Trump supporters, standing outside the courthouse in Fulton County since before 2 o'clock, a lot yeah. of them since yeah. around 1 o'clock, and standing out in the 95-degree heat with a 105-degree heat index. Uh, and so, and, and there are uh, uh, some rumors that Antifa is mobilizing on the other side of town and could make an appearance. Well, they remember Antifa stormed the Atlanta uh, Police Department's uh, uh, property. Yes. Now, folks, uh, this uh, Leo and I pre-recorded this, so we're, we're actually right now, Leo. We're you know this will be airing live, um, you know, from eight to nine uh, tonight. So this is pre-recorded. But uh, right as this is is playing is when President Trump was supposed to be arraigned. But I know that um, Meadows already uh, was arraigned. Uh, I saw his mugshot um, earlier today, and then um, there was another guy. I don't know who the other guy was that all, all also apparently uh, maybe he was a, he was you know part of Trump's Georgia. But can you give us a, 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 a one minute synopsis synopsis of what you know about this particular indictment? Why is this particular indictment in the state of Georgia? I still don't get this. They're accusing him of. They're accusing him of trying to uh, overturn the election results in Georgia based essentially on that one phone call that it was a conference call that included uh, uh, Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state and President Trump and some other officials. And he's uh, he, he sort of. Uh, uh, scolded Raffensperger for not doing a very good job and said, you know, you only need to find like X number of votes uh, because these votes were, uh, he had a huge lead, okay? And then they shut the whole counting, the counting process down. They blamed it on a fictitious flood, remember? Right. Uh, at the Fulton County uh, voting yep. station. Remember that. Uh, or counting station where they were yep. counting the votes. Yep. And so they shut everything down. I think it was around 11 o'clock at night. Yep. Didn't start back for hours later. And then all of a sudden, Trump's huge lead disappears. Yeah. I remember okay. the bags under the tables. Yes. Folks? Yes. Remember the bags, right? They sent everybody home and those few workers there. It's on video. Is that fake? Was that fake? Was that made up? That was on video. All of a sudden, let's send everybody home and bags are coming out from under the table so we can start counting when there's nobody around. But I'm sure there's nothing to see. I mean, it's unbelievable, Leo, how, so, how so naive right. people. It is. So, so he uh, uh, cast doubt upon the integrity of that election, I guess is the best way to say it. And then he hired lawyers, right, to try to challenge it. This is his right as a candidate. This That's is right. the American system. 
That's right. Um, if you recall, they, they went back and forth for weeks during the, uh, what was it, the 2000 election with the hanging chads? Right. And all right. that down in Florida. We didn't have machines back then, but they were arguing about the hanging chads, which is the same as if we were arguing today about how the machines were used. And so um, we never got uh, a full look inside of those machines, okay, which would, like we look, we were able to look at those hanging chads. You were able to have both sides sit down at a table, Democrats, Republicans, and go over those ballots. But with the machines, it's what? Proprietary, proprietary software. You know, you can't go into those machines and actually look at how people actually had their vote uh, registered as opposed to cast. I cast my vote for candidate X, but did the machine change it to candidate Y? You know, or, or maybe it wasn't changed at the machine level, but after those, see, that's this is another thing people don't understand. Yeah. Once the vote is cast at the machine, well, your precinct uh, director, uh, the person who's in charge of the local voting process, uh, he or she sends those votes to the state capitol at the Secretary of State's office. Now they're uh, in transit from one computer to another. How did they get there? From the internet, right? Right. Uh, and so uh, there was some people arguing that these votes could have been changed through some, I don't understand how it works, but through some kind of hacking job uh, while they were in transit. That's so right. even though your local... Uh, voting uh, supervisor may be on the up and up and say, oh, no, there was no cheating going on in uh, in our county. Well, as far as she knows, may, that may be true. But what happened after the votes left her office and went to Atlanta, uh, you know, to the secretary of state's office? That's, That's right. a whole nother thing. Uh, right. and, and so there's a lot of questions and yeah. we never got answers to those questions. And now they're going after the guy, President Trump, who started asking and questioning and casting doubt on that election, and they're even indicting uh, and arresting his lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His lawyer, and, and as I said, his chief of staff. So Mark John, Meadows, John Eastman, uh, John e I think Powell. John Eastman was the other one. Yeah, that was the other guy that I was thinking about was him, Mark Meadows. I mean, there, it's it's unbelievable. Like you said earlier, unprecedented that we have so weaponized the government against a political enemy that even for questioning, even for lawfully uh, uh, and, and in, with due process, having the right to, to at least take it to court and, and take it to the legislature, uh, that now uh, this Soros-paid, backed uh, uh, county prosecutor or, or, or Atlanta you know, prosecutor, I don't know if she's county level or state level, um, uh, you know, county, county. It, it's absolutely, um, as he said, and I think agree, uh, he says a witch hunt, but it is a political persecution. It is weaponized. It is wholly destroying our nation. Um, so, Leo, we got to go. Uh, time has gone so fast. Uh, I think we've given people a lot to think about. Bottom line, I love what you said. Get ahead. Get ahead of this lockdown 2.0, this COVID 2.0. Folks, get ahead of it. If you don't decide now that I will not comply, if you don't decide now that I will not go along, that I'm ready to lose my job, I'm ready to lose family, I'm ready to leave that doctor, I'm ready to whatever, this, and, and I think, Leo, I think it's gonna be fair to say this will come down to, to maybe even at the state level uh, of, of, again, how maybe there's going to be a handful of states that hopefully will push back harder versus the other states that are just going to absolutely go along uh, and do whatever this corrupt government tells them to do. Um, Leo, your website. Leo, tell us Leo, that. Yeah, leohoman.com. Uh, Homan is spelled H-O-H-M-A-N-N. On and screen, I also, folks. also have a Substack uh, account at leohoman.substack.com. So leohoman.substack.com, folks. Listen, please go there, folks. Please, number one, subscribe to Leo's website and then support. Make a donation. As he said, 
there is no, no journalist that is going to be courageous yet still working for the mainstream media, for the lying media. Everyone that I know, like Leo, is an independent journalist that has to then uh, raise support to be able to keep uh, being able to tell the truth. And it's our job to support those entities in our nation. A free press uh, is imperative. Uh, courageous journalists, courageous whistleblowers, as we're seeing, courageous people who are going and digging and doing the FOIA requests and doing the digging and showing the evidence that the government doesn't want us to see. Leo, brother, thank you so much for being on. Uh, unbelievable stuff. I, I, I'm still rocked by this thing about 2028. So, um, uh, Lord bless you. I pray the Lord would continue to protect you guys. Uh, thanks for being on tonight, and we'll have you on again. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sharam. Always a pleasure. Take care. Take care. All right, folks. Uh, thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, another eye-opening uh, show, another eye-opening interview, another uh, eye-opening information. Please um, go to our Rumble page. Subscribe to our Rumble page, rumble.com slash Ramhadian, rumble.com slash Ramhadian. Like it, share it, get this video and share it. And then also visit our website, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. Check out our events calendar. Uh, I will be, I just booked some, some dates. I'm going to be in South Dakota, back in Minnesota and Wisconsin in now late September. So check, uh, we'll put those on the calendar next few days. Um, also, remember our brand new DVD, One World Religion Rising is out. One World Religion Rising is now, we got it in hand. Get your copy. Get the great pushback as well. Get those two DVDs if you can afford two of them. Support our ministry. And then finally, um, if you want to make a one-time donation to keep us on the air and to cover all our expenses, please do that at tillministry.com donate. tillministry.com donate. Will you prayerfully consider a donation to Leo, and will you prayerfully consider a donation to us? If you want to mail in a check, don't want to do it online, here's the address. P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Please make checks to Truth and Love or Truth and Love Ministry. And then if you are open, uh, if the Lord leads you to, to consider supporting us on a monthly basis with our Gideon Army, we are praying for the 300. We have about half of that uh, approximately we're praying for 300, 300 that God will bring that will uh, prayerfully support us and that will empower us uh, to keep going. Folks, when I go on these trips, it, it, travel is, is, is expensive, going is expensive, but we go to be able to preach the gospel, evangelize, share the truth in love, uh, wake up the church, equip the body of Christ so that we are not deceived by any of these end time deceptions. That's what we're in, folks, the end time deception. We must occupy till the Lord comes and let us pray for justice, biblical justice. Let us pray for an awakening and a righteousness to exalt this nation again. It is righteousness that exalts a nation and let us walk in the fear of the Lord. Lord bless you. Have a blessed weekend. We'll be back with you next Tuesday live 8 o'clock. Uh, I'm sorry, live noon Eastern time on Tuesday. Also this third, this uh, coming Sunday night here in Knoxville, I'll be presenting a prophecy update. If you are interested in that, we will live stream that to our website, not to Rumble, to our website, tillministry.com slash live, tilministry.com slash live, 6 p.m. Eastern time this coming Sunday for another prophecy update right here in Tennessee. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.